Welcome to Clued Up But Clueless. This is a podcast that takes you on a journey of levelling up and growth. We're going to talk about all things self, all things work, and all things money. Join, it's me Karina and Gloria, also known as Coco Not Quite Chanel. So let's let's go. go. Welcome. It is our money talks, guys. Money talks and all about budgeting this week I believe it's episode four if I'm not mistaken you are not mistaken Karina and today there is rice at home because we are going to talk more about budgeting and saving never the most interesting of topics but hopefully we'll make it slightly enjoyable um I mean the feedback we've had so far on the previous episodes has just been so nice And it's been really great to have messages and people comment in and saying that they found the tips useful. So fingers crossed the same applies to this one, too. Yeah, for sure. And we want to say thank you for everyone who's been tuning in so far. And yeah, let's catch up first. We have been away for what, a couple of weeks now. (laughs) Longer than expected. (laughs) We will address the absence. Um, because because we we will we would never ghost you it was part part planned part not planned um so Karina do you want to take it from here and explain why we were not um, posting for two weeks um we're in the middle of a global panoramic and we happen to be casts of the panoramic so <laughs> No, we, we got we COVID, COVID. You guys. yeah, we both got COVID. Um, so initially we were trialing a few things. So we were going to release weekly and then we thought maybe bi-weekly and then we settled on every other Tuesday. And then we had the world open up. We had some fun. We went for bottomless brunch, which was great and also in budget. And then we got coronavirus and <laughs> here we are. <laughs> That, that honestly really was it we we were having a very cute couple of weeks of enjoyment mm-hmm. and then the universe told us no maybe it's because we were spending too much money and yeah they said do you know what when you have covid you have to stay at home yep yep and, it, and although, <sighs> yeah. although we're recording this virtually and we've both been blessed to not have major symptoms it is very tiring to have covid so we've just been sleeping a whole lot more than usual and on opposite schedules as well so we just haven't got around to being able to record and in the interest of honesty we did have a budgeting episode already recorded but we felt like we could do better so it it, it was bad it, it was bad <laughs> I mean it, it was it wasn't bad because we were bad like we were having a great time but yeah. where were the where was the budgeting advice where was the actual help I mean it, so. in, terms, in terms of a conversation for an hour between two friends I'd rate it very highly a 10 out of 10 in yeah. terms of a budgeting tips episode for listeners perhaps did not meet the brief yeah we we really did not understand the assignment but we promise you guys this time around we're going to talk practical tips Mm -hmm. how you can improve just in case you know you've got to sort yourself out with your own personal budget and we're going to take you through our budgeting L's so you won't feel alone if you're not quite there yet so right let's hop into it and talk a bit about our budgeting mistakes oh where to begin I'm, I'm also gonna let you take this one and go first because <laughs> well I, I mean I need all the time I can get on this one so budgeting mistakes it actually it all starts from young to be honest um but I'll begin at uni because that probably makes the most sense where I was a bit more of an adult um but the biggest budgeting mistake was I didn't budget and I spent <laughs> over my means um I never looked at my bank account I lived in overdrafts I there was no budget basically there was no budget I like in uni especially it was like if someone said you want to go here the answer is always yes um always up for a party always up for a drink always buying new trainers that I didn't need and just got into the habit of spending more than I was receiving 
and that kind of translates over into working life and I've got that balance slightly better now but until I started budgeting last year you know this I've mentioned this before but I order food and eat out so much um to the point that it it just doesn't make sense like who am I to be eating out this much doesn't make sense I mean, you're in great company. Have you seen um, Boris Johnson apparently spends £120 a day on Deliveroo, basically? Other brands are available, but I'm going to assume it's Deliveroo. Did you just compare me to Boris Johnson? (laughs) (laughs) That is the first time and hopefully last time you ever do that. I didn't say it like that. You, you, you know how my brain thinks. It was the word association. I was like, who else spends a lot wow. of money on food? You told me I was in great company. I thought you were going to say it was relatable to you. Not the Prime Minister, please. Please, I'm going to take it back. I feel bad. I thought you were going to make me feel better and be like, don't worry, Karina, I've been there. I order out. Nah. Karina, I'm sorry, it's the COVID, please excuse me. <laughs> to be honest, I don't spend £120 a day or whatever he spends, but I can't lie, there's probably weeks where I spend that a week. Mm. Um, and I have an app that I'll, I'll bring up later when we're giving out tips, but she tells you how much you've spent on certain things in time, in like a specific time frame that you put. And I think in the past year on Deliveroo, I spent like 800 and something pounds Ooh, yeah and that's, that's just a- that's just delivery that doesn't include like eating out uber eats just the just delivery in a year let me get it up now 722 pounds just on delivery wow just so- on delivery in a year not including any restaurants just delivery you could estimate that if you if you were to include the other things would you would you say that you'd be doubling that probably Probably. Damn, I see. Okay, well, I'm I'm intrigued to hear more about this app but later you know, because but you know when you ooh. break when you break down like obviously seven hundred pounds quite a lot, but when you break it down per month, it's about sixty pounds a month, which is about fifteen pounds a week, which is one takeaway a week. Which for me, I'm just like, oh, fifteen pound one takeaway is calm. But when I see over the year, twelve months, seven hundred pounds, like that's a lot of money. But see, that's how it really does get to people because it always seems like it's something so small don't you remember that feeling of like going to Superdrug or going to Primark or whatever and always like picking up things next to the till because they're oh it's only £1.50 oh it's only this only that and it always feels so small yeah. until you actually go home and look at your bank account or look at your statement and you're just like okay so all these little 150s and £10 have really been adding up yeah exactly so do you think that's where your um faux pas in the past have been oh I I used to be the worst for that so for me I was much like Karina I'm gonna be completely open and honest about that when I was I'm gonna even say before uni because my first job was at Forever 21 and I basically worked paycheck to paycheck to enjoy my life Mm -hmm. but I was young you know that was my excuse for everything at the time and I don't regret doing that. Like, I'm glad I experienced it. But it really did set me up with a really bad relationship with money, especially when I then moved out and was living at uni. So I actually had to um, look after myself. Yeah. And what, what it made me feel was that all the money that I was earning from, like, my cute little, like, Saturday job, which was actually to help me with my rent and, like, all the all the money that I was getting in just in general was money that I should be spending because when I could barely afford London rent, why was I also able to afford shoes at sample sales? Like in hindsight, where were my priorities? Like what was happening there? But it's because you, and and the worst thing is though, there'll be times where I'd get a lot of money at at one time. Um, the less I say about that, the better. But I get a lot of money at one Moving time. Moving on. <laughs> Moving on, <laughs> But I'd get a lot of money at one time. And because I'm just like, well, I was, I was so stupid with money. I would actually just spend it on fucking stupid stuff. Wait, beep, beep, beep. Um, but I, I would spend it on the most dumb stuff. And 
what do I have to show for it now? But you some, bought, some... didn't you buy like things that last? Like you'd buy designer. Or are you not talking about that? Oh yeah, I would. But what I would say, weirdly enough, is even the way I was shopping was really reflective of my bad habits. Let me tell you why. Because yes, I will say for the most part, I bought really like good quality stuff, which does actually last. Like there are some things that do last, but because I just had money that would just kind of come in at random intervals or whatever, but I didn't have a good relationship with money. Yeah, it's like It was like a race to get it out of my bank account. But that also meant that when I saw stuff that was on sale, I assumed that I had to buy it. And that's one thing I would say I've changed a lot about the way I spend now is that I don't just buy stuff because it's on sale and because it's designer. Mm -hmm. Like, even if something is like very my style, very me, I actually think about cost per wear and stuff like that way more now because if I can't see myself wearing something more than three times, I'm just not going to buy it. I don't care how like amazing it is it's just a waste of money and that's one thing I did not realize when I was younger so I would just go out and spend my money anyhow on absolute crap sometimes which I did manage to sell and I will say that's one good thing about like buying stuff that is good quality is you can sell it and recoup your money so I'm not too lost on that front because fast fashion actually has no resale value when I see people trying to resell PLT I'm like just give it up sis no one's buying like fast fashion when you try and resell it so once it's purchased you essentially have to think of that money is gone whereas when you're buying designer pieces or more quality pieces even though now you've learned to not buy things that have less than three wears at least you can resell it yeah I, I will say on that note, all, all that reselling PLT will get you is featured on Depop Drama, like off topic, but like you, you don't, you also don't want it for that reason no, too. So do don't do that. But um, I, I will say also, other than just spending on clothes, what I was also really bad at in terms of budgeting was spending money on food, but not planning to spend money on food. So I used to, at uni, make the mistake of eating at the canteen at uni. They did great food, but I had no business spending that much money on food. Like, I don't know who I thought I was at the time. (laughs) And (laughs) the food slapped, but like, who was I? Like, no, I I really was carried away when I met certain friends and was doing what they were doing. And I really should have not done that. It wasn't subsidised, the canteen. So you were still spending like six pounds on lunch if not more sometimes yeah it it was kind of pricey and Mm. the the worst part about um the way that I was spending money on food during those times is that not only would I find the money to do that but then I would go to work or you know doing whatever else I was doing and even though I was grocery shopping I would always spend money eating out Mm -hmm. and I'm quite um, glad to say that by the time I'd gotten to third year at uni I think it also helped that I got like a lot more health conscious and realized that I was eating a lot of crap Um, but I started to take um, like actually preparing meals and stuff a bit more seriously so by the time that I actually got into the workforce and started working um, I'd make sure that I'd actually like bring in food majority of the time but hmm, even the meal prep thing when I was first doing it, I would start off with the intention of eating the meal that I had <laughs> and then end up still spending money on food, but I would always be spending money on absolute crap. Like people would say, oh, who wants to go to the shops? And I was like, oh yeah, let's, I'm just going to get like a little, little snack here and there. You know, it's 4 p.m. Mm. in the office, everyone's restless. And all of a sudden I've, I've spent like a good like 12 hours <laughs> it happens so easily as well it happens that you brought your lunch you've prepared you came with your Tupperware and now you've spent 12 pound and probably eaten more (laughs) calories than intended anyway exactly so that's that's another that's another thing that I realized that I was doing to sabotage myself because what was the point so yeah that that was another area that I really needed to fix up on so those are my two do you know what I'm glad you mentioned pre-uni because like kind of my mind 
only begins when I'm when I turned 19 when I went to uni but it's a really good point of those first part-time jobs because I had like quite a well-paid part-time job for a 17 I was 16 or 17 I worked for an insurance company in their call center um but it was a sales-based role and I used to work I think like 12 or 16 hours a week but I was coming home with like a grand a month because I was hitting sales targets I know and at that age that's so much money um and I wasn't paying rent so I was very blessed I didn't have rent payments and every month I would burn through the thousand pounds like where please because I'm a child like what am I buying and it was trainers I'd always buy a trainer like every month I'd buy at least like four pairs of trainers I'd eat out and the thousand pounds is gone and that started actually it wasn't uni but I'm glad you mentioned that that started my bad spending habits because I thought an entire paycheck was there to be spent I honestly think about it now like looking back I really do think the first jobs that we all had and how we spent money in that job really is still kind of like reflective on how we ended up spending money when we actually got adult jobs Mm -hmm. because I've also spoken to people like my one friend um, that I had from my master's course and she was telling me like she was like oh you don't have like 20,000 like in your account that you could access right now I was like girl like I who was, does please who does I was like I was at uni enjoying my life and I was not saving like I yeah. was not doing any of that but she was and I was like do you and she was like yeah you know like I, I just thought like you know it's it's something people do and I was like oh you know your parents helping you and she's like no like this is all the money that I've saved from like working and stuff um but I was like oh but you're at school she's like yeah you know I've, I work whilst um I was at school I was like so did I I don't have <laughs> you know I was doing the maths and the maths was not yeah. mathing but like, you know what? what I'm like there's a fine line between like regret but no regret because I had the best time and you know you've got to enjoy life also but sometimes I just think all that wasted money you know where it's mm-hmm. like you know you just pissed it down the drain but at the same time I may have pissed it down the drain but I was really drunk while I was pissing and it was fun like where do you find the balance no I completely agree with you and you know what like when she was talking about it and she was like you know I've been saving ever since I was 14 I was like that's so good for you but for me (laughs) and the way my life was set up I I could not have been doing that and what I learned in terms of like life lessons through spending money really badly I think has helped me so much more than the money would have been worth at this point yeah so so yeah I I will say like that that really made me think and I was like what but that really did help me get the kick start to think about like how I would want to change the whole saving budgeting thing moving forward and that definitely did like help me think about how I want to improve my like financial wellness that's so yeah sometimes you do need that like kick up the ass the the realization that you can't live like that forever and it's time to change so speaking of which inspired by the girl with 20 grand in her account during her master's like what steps did you take what were the first steps you took to budgeting and like what advice would you give someone who's perhaps hasn't budgeted before and is just starting on the journey Mm-hmm. I would say, um, actually, the first step I would suggest, and it's going to sound weird because it actually has nothing to do with budgeting, surround yourself with people that are going on the same journey as you because when you want to be a bit more frugal and um, start to think about your life a bit differently, make better financial decisions that are better for you in the long term, you need friends that actually understand that you're sacrificing a little bit right now to build towards your future because if you don't have the right support system or the right people around you that have the same priorities and goals as you do in your life they're really going to pull you down and you're never going to achieve what you want to achieve so off topic but that really is something I cannot stress enough now I'm lucky I've grown up similarly um I'm on the same path as quite a few of my friends. And obviously I have that friend who's obviously doing quite well and she's been on her journey for a while. 
but it's great to have people like all those people that are actually supporting me on my journey. So that's one. Mm-hmm. But on a practical note, let's get down to the nitty gritty because I've written down all of my tips and they are very aggressive, but <laughs> they really, they really, really work for me because sometimes you need to be shamed. Yeah, <laughs> and, you I, do. And, and, and I cannot stress that enough. The worst thing you can do is actually just avoid your bank account and spend the money and not look and then wait for your next paycheck living paycheck to paycheck and actually having to wait for your next paycheck to come in to have money to do things is the worst way to live your life and I always think about it this way I think it's um, definitely been stressed a lot more now I'm in a country that works with health insurance um, because you need to have the money to front up those payments and then you get reimbursed. And I had a series of unfortunate accidents last year where I just kept injuring myself. And having every, to like, every week there was a new injury or hospital visit. It was real bad. And I, I had to make sure that I had the money sat there in my account to, to pay for all these various things. And, and I realized that as an adult, you should actually have like a good contingency plan, like a good amount that saved the way. And it, and I would call that your emergency fund. So you should have at least, I would say about three to six months worth of expenses kind of sat in a bank account. So if anything happens, for example, you lose job, anybody in your family, anything happens to them, you know that you're good and you don't need to worry about a single thing. So yeah, that's my first advice. Get a get a little emergency fund together. Yeah. Three to six months of expenses. How you figure out what your expenses are would be to go through your actual statement and look at what you spend your money on. And I will say just in terms of actually saving money and, you know, trying to spend less, look at your statement and set, set up automatic alerts um, with your bank I'll say look at your statement first to realize um, like what is a realistic amount to set your alerts for because I would say um, setting your alerts for any big um, purchases so if you're spending over 50 pounds or over 100 pounds just set set it up with your bank so that you get an email or a text come through that will tell you like what the transaction was and like when you're spending that so set automatic alerts for each transaction just so you can really like know where your money is going and what you're spending it on I have this really cool thing with my PayPal at the moment and I make sure all my Apple um, stuff gets paid through my PayPal Um, on my PayPal account I've managed to set it up so that it Facebook messages me every single time my it's been the best thing ever because um, I didn't realize that I had um, so many Apple subscriptions until I started getting the like monthly texts on um, the Facebook chat from PayPal saying, oh, like we're, we're charging you for this. Mm-hmm. And it's been, it's been the best way to keep on top of everything. Also because um, I have... Um, a separate account I use uh, UK, my UK account for my PayPal and it's also helped me like just make sure I I cover all my direct debits that are going out in that account you know at the right time so everything's like very clockwork can't recommend it enough plan your month as well I would actually advise people to really sit down and plan their months ahead of time But be realistic because when people say that they want to improve their financial wellness, they kind of go off the deep end and decide that they want to eat rice and beans. You know, they're going to save every single penny. And that's the number one way to make sure that you won't stay on your journey because it's just not realistic for you to maintain that long term. Mm -hmm. And then once you kind of slip once, you're going to think, oh, well, I tried. It wasn't realistic. That's that. And just give up. So yeah. plan plan your months ahead of time. And how I do it is just really basic because I tried it with Excel. And what I did was just didn't open the Excel spreadsheet. <laughs> so I plan my months out on uh, my notes app on my iPhone. And I label um, each note with the month. I put how much I get paid my take-home pay. And um, I looked 
at my bank account at any deductions that I have. So any standing orders um, that I have that go out so I can factor that into what I get paid. Um, for those, um, if I had any bills, for example, like I've got a monthly phone bill, stuff like that, um, I, you know, do all of these things on a standing order. But what I also made sure that I did at this point on a standing order, once I saw how much I had that was going out, was get together um, an idea of how much I wanted to save each month and create a standing order ahead of time. So for all of the months, I have a recurring kind of standing order that's set up um, for the amount that I plan to save and the amount that I plan to invest that month. And I found that really like helps me stay on track because I was able to see how much I had like to actually have fun with. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was a realistic amount, but planning to save and invest and planning all of my direct debits and everything else like that, even small things like I plan my travel, I planned any food expenses that I thought I would have ahead of time. And they're very realistic because it's based on what I do spend. Um, And doing all of that and knowing that I have managed to live on this kind of budget before, this is like what I know I need to actually survive. So it's nothing crazy. And realizing that I still have a little bit left over it, it helped me plan um, my spending better. And that that's going to be like probably my last um, tip. So I've talked about how to actually save direct debits is the only way it needs to be automatic because you will not remember to actually save if you don't. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to spending, also plan spending into your budget because you're not a robot, you're not a machine. And obviously life is also meant to be enjoyed somewhat. So if you have um, big things that you would like to purchase, so for Karina back in the day, that would have been those trainers. Mm-hmm. Obviously, like how you would fit, fit that into your budget is look at each month and think, hmm, I want, let's say, to buy three pairs of trainers this year, or I want to buy like a bag. Or for me, it's been a lot of bags lately, maybe too many, but you know, bag stuff like that and get quite intentional with um, your budgeting with those items or with those things or experiences if it's a holiday in mind and make sure you fit that into certain months ahead of time so you know that you're not foregoing any like nice experiences but it gives you something to like build up towards instead of you spending your money on lots of little crappy things and not being able to actually buy the things or do the things that you would really want delayed gratification really does work but you need to keep the bigger picture in mind and not get distracted by smaller purchases and actually having like um, the months planned and think hmm, next month is July for example I know I'm going to get this so this month I can't get anything big really does help you not be stupid with your money so yeah I, I would say that's definitely the best way to do it in my eyes I think that's a really good tip, especially what you were saying about setting up direct debits and standing orders for saving, because um, I remember reading on um, like a budgeting tips website where they were saying like any money that isn't accounted for will be spent incorrectly. So even if you think, oh, I'm going to save £200 this month, therefore I'm just going to whatever I get paid um factor that I'm not going to spend 200 pounds of that however if it's in your account the likelihood is that it will get saved so I definitely agree like on the first of the month or whenever payday is to just have that taken away so you don't even have the option of accidentally spending it yeah and I will say like if you are worried that something might change before that date hits and you might not be able to save what you were planning leave the standing orders and everything else like that kind of like set up how they are but always review your monthly budget the week before your payday um just in case because you know life does happen like we're not robots I didn't plan to have those million medical emergencies last year so obviously I couldn't save as much as I had initially planned and I was able to review that next um standing order that was coming up and just change it for that specific date and you know you are able to be a bit more flexible, but you're completely right. Like if you're not intentional with your money, you just kind of lose sight of it and you might have planned to save X, Y, and Z and then end up saving less, but still feeling like that's all right. But when you look at how much money 
less you end up saving than you had planned. If you'd have just done it automated, there there would not have been an issue. So yeah. Yeah. No, that's great. And I think my tips are they're quite similar to yours um for people starting out. So when I first went on my finance journey um and like being better with money, the th- the first thing I did, which was actually quite scary, was print out my statements for the past three months. Um and I was quite aggressive at going through them. So I brought out my color coded highlights. I had like a pink one, a yellow one, orange on a green one and I came up with <laughs> you know you know me I'm very on brand but um I came up with categories for different things so anything that was a bill like a, I had to pay it like rent gas and electric council tax phone all those type of things I highlighted in one color and then anything that was let's say entertainment I'd highlight another eating out another and anything that was kind of shopping another and any that was kind of like unaccounted for random things another um and I started to look at the ratio of what I was spending things on um and added it up each month to be like where's the majority of my money going and what am I spending it on and the type of average amounts that I was spending so as we spoke earlier how a lot of things tend to add up it was like a lot of card taps at Tesco at Sainsbury's and all these shops of like somewhere between anywhere from like one pound up until 12 pounds like just little bits um but they were adding up so the first thing I did after I looked at my statements and was very like honest with myself and my spending was to take off Apple Pay from my phone and I contacted my bank and asked for a card that wasn't contactless and for a period of time not anymore but at the time I also decided to only use cash for a month um And I have to be quite strict with myself. So I'd say if people are like me who are quite an impulse spender and don't always look at your account, which I didn't used to do, I would suggest switching off the ease of paying for things. So switching off any form of instant pay and contactless and having a very conscious approach to spending. So anytime now I spend money, I consciously process in my head that this is money I'm spending it's not just a tap and using cash was really helpful at the time because I would take out a specific amount of cash for the month and once it was gone it was gone um and I was very intentional of only taking that amount out in my purse as well for the day um and I did have an emergency card in my purse because you never know emergencies happen but in my head that that wasn't there to be spent so I would suggest for anyone who does struggle with spending or kind of doesn't think about it in the moment is try switching off those Apple Pays and I don't think we can go cashless right now because of COVID but try putting your pin in every time you buy something I think it will make you understand how much you do spend money so that would be my first tip Um, and my second tip Gloria it's similar to what you were just saying about planning out purchases but I would say like along a similar line rather than saying you're going to cut things out or you need to stop spending things more like prioritize what you want so you just said earlier you know you're not going to say I'm going to live off rice and beans forever and that's it and I'm done but have an honest conversation with yourself about what you can and can't live without and what you will and won't compromise on so it's okay if your thing is designer bags or my thing is trainers that's fine but does it need to be every month does it even need to be every three months like could it just be like a twice a year purchase and if you can't live without it what things are you going to forego in order to get them so I would say like okay I'll forego let's say two nights out a month so I won't go for cocktails in exchange for me going to be able to buy something else so I'd say it's an exercise of discipline and practice and prioritization and just once you get into that mindset it becomes much much easier I don't know about you Gloria but for myself since I've got into the habit of making spending decisions it doesn't seem as restrictive anymore it doesn't feel like I'm punishing myself it's more so that I know that this is just planning for the future completely agree and thank you so much for bringing up like the ease of paying for things because I will say that's actually what helped me stick to the meal prep thing in the end Mm -hmm. 
because I decided that what was making me send money was just the fact that there was the opportunity and I had a card. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just decided to try leaving my card at home and any snacks that I thought I might want at any point in the day, I would pre-purchase beforehand and just like not buy them yeah. at the time at the office continuously. And that's eventually what helped me stick with um, meal prep. And yeah, Apple Pay, I never got it because I always thought it was the devil. I was like you, even the contactless card thing for a while, I did not trust myself with one, but it does get better. And the more you get better with money, your relationship improves with money then you are actually able to be an adult with a contactless card. But if you're on your journey at the beginning, I completely agree with Karina. Contactless card is your worst enemy because it's just a bit too convenient. So if you can go without it for a little bit and see how you do. And once you realize that you're able to actually manage quite well, you'll find it a lot easier to reintegrate it back into your life further on. Um, But on that note um, with what you brought up about kind of the way you have changed your mindset about prioritizing and different things that um, you spend money on. Um, I will say it also comes with kind of being older that your priorities in general kind of tend to change. So I know that we've had multiple conversations about saving definitely for like a house and thinking about these like bigger goals that we have in mind that we want to achieve. And what I realized is that the house is just like not, coming from the air I mean in in Jesus name I don't plan on being with anyone that doesn't have a home um that's just that's just my point of view because I I I want to have my home and I want I want my partner to have their home but regardless I know that I want to own a home that I've saved for myself and even if I don't live in it it's just something that I'd be really proud of myself for having done so that's like the big goal that I've kind of got in my mind that keeps me going so even though you're making small sacrifices now when you look at the amounts that you're actually able to save in your bank account and you see that oh well you know it is actually quite achievable to save for a house if you're just a bit more intentional it really does end up motivating you to continue on the journey it's very self-reinforcing so definitely like have a bigger goal in mind also and save towards something it definitely helps you stay on the journey especially in the beginning stages um having a idea of like why you're doing it will really help you push through some of the more difficult things because saying no to going out for drinks seems like it's the end of the world at the beginning but you know like the bigger goal is really worth it a couple of mimosas it won't kill you to not have that but you know having a house really is going to be worth it in the end yeah no I agree and speaking of which like having a house and bigger purchases I want to bring up this app that I was speaking about earlier that's really helpful um the app's called Emma like the woman's name E-M-M-A not sponsored not being paid but this app is so incredible like I'm blown away by it there's a free version and there's a paid version I'm using the free version and it does everything I need and more and basically what you can do is add all of your accounts so all of your current accounts all of your credit accounts any savings accounts you might have even your crypto wallets um your pension pots pretty much anything you can think of where you you store your money the app kind of conglomerates them all into one space and then shows you like your total cash your total debts your total investments because you can add investment accounts in there as well um and your total net worth and then if you had a property you can add that on there if you have any loans you can add that on there um and it adds it like works out all of your accounts together and tells you what you're spending across all of the accounts or like you can look at what you've spent this week um it shows you how much of them are direct debits versus spending but then on your direct debits such as like for example my eon one came out for gas and electric this week and it tells mm-hmm. me it's like based on my postcode and how much i'm paying and the information it has on me it tells me that i might be able to save on my tariff 
Um, oh wow yeah it's really good and that's when I just said it told me how much I spent on Deliveroo in this past year um but you can put any store where you spent money so for example Tesco um or anywhere you've spent money it works out across all of your accounts how much you've spent um within the app as well you can also do budgeting so it can you can it can set a smart budget for you based on how much you currently spend and give you notifications if it feels like you're not going to meet the budget by your next payday um it does analytics as well so for example it'll tell you um what percentage of your income you might spend on amazon or things like that and i'm one of those people like i'm very visual with understanding how much i spend and it's it's a great little tool and I'd suggest it to anyone just starting out who might be a bit overwhelmed doing their own budget or who's maybe still unaware of their spending habits or if you're in a position where you have multiple accounts on the go and you're not really keeping track of them all so Emma is the tip that I wanted to give everyone and I couldn't recommend it enough no honestly Karina that app sounds phenomenal I might even look into that myself because I have, um, uh, as a part of my kind of bank account here in Switzerland, I bank with UBS. I don't recommend them. Yeah. It's, it's, they're, they're annoying. But anyway, um, uh, as kind of a part of their like online tool, uh, they cat they like categorize your spending and they show you a little pie chart and they show you your like expenses. So I kind of had that part, but I don't have the ability to integrate anything else into that so this Emma tool that you're using actually sounds incredibly useful so I'll definitely look into that and see if that's something that I can get I'd I'd love to try that yeah I think you'll like it I think you'll like it especially because you're the type of person that enjoys knowing exactly where your money's going and it can be a bit hard when you have more than one account um onto another tip as well do you have like a Monzo or a Starling like a spending card and a main card no what I what I was actually going to say on this note though is that the way my bank here works is that um they give you two different cards anyway Mm. so I have a prepaid um credit card and Mm. that's the only way I can make um online transactions Mm. uh so that's been the most useful thing because if I do want to get very specific about my budget for that month I put the fun money onto my prepaid card so I do that in my my standing order transfer and I transfer the money from my main account to my prepaid card but that's not just something that my bank kind of can do a lot of different banks do offer the um, ability for people to get prepaid cards so I would definitely say for um, people that want to like look into doing that um definitely I can't recommend it enough having like a whole separate card yeah or even so rather than a prepaid card I have a Starling which essentially I've kind of used the same thing where I just transfer money over and that's my spending card for the month and then my main account which is my Santander that's where all my direct debits come out of and I try and not spend on that throughout the month because that's kind of like the serious account and then the Starling is the fun account Mm. On this note, I can't believe I did not say this earlier, that the number one tip I'll give people with in terms of saving and actually sticking to saving, because mm-hmm. um, I was having this conversation with a girl from my school on Instagram that I had not seen in a long time, um, who was up in my business about my spending. <laughs> and yeah. I had to tell her, I was like, I was like, yeah, but sis, like this, I've got like a, a good amount of savings together and I'm actually on budget. She was like, how do you manage to do that? Mm-hmm. I always end up spending what I save. And the more I talk to people, the more I realize that quite a few people really do have um, the issue of making their savings a bit too accessible. Yeah. So I can't, I can't stress enough. If you're able to either get your savings account with another bank, I was watching um, a YouTuber who I'll talk about a little bit later, but that that's for another segment. But they also mentioned that quite a few banks now are internet like only, so they don't actually let you have a card associated with that. So you can't access um, your money as easily. 
So if that's an option, definitely look into that. But for me, I have my savings account with my regular bank, awful rate, but I don't have it showing on my banking app. So whenever I'm looking at how much money I have, I can see how much is on my little um, prepaid card. I can see how much is in my main account, but I can never see how much is in my savings. And I think that um, mentality of having my savings not feel accessible Mm -hmm. has definitely helped me not spend my savings on fun things. When I have dipped into my savings, it's definitely been to invest and, you know, spend money on stocks that I shouldn't be doing. But it's Um, not been... (laughs) Promo, go and listen to our episode on investment. (laughs) <laughs> yeah go listen to that if you want to hear me cry more about that because I've continued to spend money on stocks that I shouldn't have spent money on but and crypto this time around I finally did that you guys um but yeah like it's helped me really like drill into my mind that that savings money is not to just be used on crap yeah. so I can't I can't recommend enough like making your savings just feel very inaccessible um because then you just won't touch it it's it's that simple I completely agree so I um I actually have three savings accounts um but one of so two of them there there's actually a time limit on like how easily I can access my money but I get a higher interest rate for the longer time limit that's on it so for example I have one that's a 95 day notice account so Mm. I can't get that money out unless I give them written notice for 90 with 95 days warning um which means the interest rate is much higher on my money so I kind of view that as like more of a longer term account then I have also a 45 day notice account which has a slightly higher interest rate but obviously I can get that in about six weeks if I need it um but then my more emergency fund that's kind of like a bit more liquid is with my own personal bank where I can just transfer it between accounts but I don't put as much money into that one and that's just literally there for emergencies but perhaps like if you're in a position where you're not going to need money in an emergency like that then look into like one of those longer notice accounts to get that to take advantage of higher interest rates um and I will also say though if you feel like you might need to access money in an emergency within 95 days you're probably not in a position to be saving that money and that money should be budgeted elsewhere perhaps for your like kind of liquid day-to-day living um because mm-hmm. if, if you need it then it's not savings yeah but I will say on that note like to get quite nitty-gritty and strategic mm-hmm. and um, give people like really practical advice on actually like how to go about starting saving mm-hmm. is to get an emergency fund together first before you start saving in the beginning because like Karina really does say if you know that there's a chance that you do need to really access the money, then you need to be thinking about actually having like a substantial amount put away to cover like actual emergency costs. Because if you're always having to cover, for example, additional bills that you weren't planning on um, before and stuff like that, you just need to be prepared because these things happen, they happen quite frequently, but you need to have a cushion that's already built in for that before you start saving. So that definitely is the key tip Um, because people talk a lot about saving, but you need to do work before you even get to the point where you're in a position to save. So that's definitely um, the first piece of advice I'll give to people that want to start out. And then when you're saving, just try to stick to what you plan and plan ahead of time but be very forgiving if you make mistakes because it really is a journey that you're on and you will get better over time but make sure that you've kind of got clear goals in mind and you're actually able to put the money away somewhere where you can't access it. Yeah I completely agree and it is a journey I'm glad you pointed that out and we start somewhere obviously this episode's about budgeting not really saving saving is kind of like a an uh, obvious thing that comes from budgeting but start small like if this is really new to you and you perhaps haven't ever done this before just start really small and next payday just look at what you spent the previous month and see if you can just stick to a very loose budget and go from there like we're quite strict with it now we've I've been doing this about a year I think maybe you've been doing it a bit longer than me Gloria but 
just start and say this month all I'm going to do is spend a hundred pounds on my groceries and see if you can stick to it and get an idea of where your spending's at mm-hmm, definitely I I say also um kind of on that note if you need some extra motivation and education on these things obviously you have us your friendly oh. girls you know your little sisters here to give you some <laughs> great advice we're trying yeah um, but I will say um getting on YouTube and finding lots of financial education YouTube videos I watch at least two or three a day mm-hmm. I became very very obsessed but I watch one guy called Graham Stephan who I cannot recommend enough he's actually very hilarious and it's just entertaining to watch his videos but he does a whole series um where he looks at the way people spend their money and I don't know what it is about watching someone look at other people's budgets broken down and look at how other people spend their money and tell them how like you basically critique it saying this is how you could actually be improving this this and this like have have you thought about doing this this and this like hearing someone rationalize what they would do differently really helped me um even improve what I was doing because I like Karina said I've been doing this for quite some time but I definitely wasn't doing as well as I could have been and it's definitely from watching other people break down how they spend money how they try and save their money how they invest their money that I realized that there was a lot more that I could be doing with my money and with my budget and making the money stretch further so I definitely recommend um, getting on YouTube watching people like break down how they spend their money there's a series called millennial money for that purpose so it's like young people breaking down like how much they earn how much um, they have in their budget for the month and how they spend that and they go through it literally step by step and then you have Graham who will then critique every single one of those videos um, so <laughs> he, will make, he will make people who like are you. millionaires feel bad about spending like seven dollars in Starbucks but that's what you need sometimes you need someone who who lets people know that just because you're financially comfortable doesn't mean you can't do better because and he's right the way you really increase um like your personal wealth like a lot faster is making sure you have a lot more money to grow either through um high interest savings or through investing so yeah, like you, you need to get dragged from time to time when you're like getting a bit lax, especially if you're suffering from lifestyle inflation. And I will say that's one thing I've definitely been suffering from um, because whenever you get a new job or whenever you get um, an increase in pay, you might move to you might move to a nice place. You might start buying nicer things. I've always bought nice things, but like I've been buying a few more, you know, and you do need to actually humble yourself and keep in mind that these things require sacrifices. So even though I could afford to go to Starbucks all the time, I make a habit. Now I do drink coffee, which is disgusting, but you know, we have to do what we got to do. I never buy coffee out. I don't even buy pre-packaged coffee. I make it all myself. And it is just because I don't want to let these small habits kind of get into my day-to-day life because then the lifestyle inflation will kick in and I'll just start acting like Starbucks every day or every other day Mm -hmm. is something that's accessible and fine. It's not. Mm -hmm. Um, On that note too, about, um, about the food prep thing, I'm not a monster. I really like need to clear my name a little bit here. I'm not a monster who will say like meal prep every single day of your life and don't enjoy yourself. Um, but when it comes to prioritizing spending, like Karina was talking about before, it, it, it's, it feels weird, but like what, what you're basically doing is just retraining your mind to spend money a bit differently, but you're still able to like do the enjoyment part. It's just, um, for example, instead of like getting the delivery just because you're feeling a bit lazy at home, mm-hmm. forcing yourself to like not do that just gives you some more money that you can spend intentionally on meals out. And I'm definitely a big, advocate for like enjoying your food especially with others so if you can turn 
all those um, deliveroos into like a nice intentional meal with friends and make that like a social thing that you do instead, definitely do that. Now I will say, even though Starbucks really is the devil and it's overpriced and it's not good. Um, uh, sometimes um, I have like coffee dates with friends and like, that's like my going out activity during the day, like on a Saturday, if we're just walking around town, I'll pick up a Starbucks with them and turn that into like a day, you know, just spending not that much money, but like still enjoying myself. So there's just ways to be more intentional with your money without it feeling like you have to give up so much. Yeah, no, that's that's great advice, especially um, the Graham. What's his name? Graham? Stefan. Honestly, Graham watch Stephan. watch him we'll and put him in the show notes. We'll put him in the show notes. And there's, there's another resource I want to share as well. It's not going to be someone aggressively shouting at the way you spend, but... Um, <laughs> clever girl finance they're amazing Mm. they're on instagram they have a website but on their website and a podcast as well even though it's our podcast yeah shout out to podcast crew but on their website they actually have um loads of free resources um so they have courses they have worksheets to go through i think they have like an ebook and it's literally free of charge um, so I would suggest that I've done some of their worksheets just about like tracking your spending and I think they have a budget one as well I've not used theirs because I prefer my own budgeting technique but give it a go if you're feeling a bit lost and don't know where to start um, and their courses are quite broad as well so there's just general financial literacy but things about how to grow your money as well um mm. I think if you wanted to start your own business there's tips on that so shout out clever girl finance and you know it's it's important that women we start like taking control of our finances and be the the bosses in the finance game instead of men as it's always been in the past yeah can't can't co-sign that message enough like really really do love their podcast especially um because they talk about um they talk with other women about their experiences and like I know I am I really like to hear how other people fix themselves up too so that's definitely something I co-sign with Karina I will also say um one thing that really helped me on my journey with money it's learning a lot more about um what kind of not other gurus because I, I think guru might be the wrong word but how other like thinkers or other people in the finance space have like thought about money so there are like loads of books I know we hate rich dad poor dad but you know there, there are books like that that people have obviously written about personal finance that are really quite popular that mm. I personally don't have it in me to sit and read necessarily but I I want to know like all the different like methods that people have out there because if you kind of know what other people have suggested doing for example there's like a 50 30 20 method about how like you should be spending like 50 percent of your money on x 20% of your money on why I'll make an infographic about this and it'll be on our Instagram soon but hey. you know there, there are actually plug <laughs> but, there, there, but, but there's method to some of the madness that people really suggest in the finance world and the more you like read about it and look into it the more you can like adjust what's out there to suit you but I'm gonna on this note recommend a YouTube channel with this guy um, called the Swedish Investor where he basically breaks down like all of the different finance books that are out there, everything from the OGs, like The Richest Man in Babylon and Rich Dad, Poor Dad, all those old classics um, to to stuff that's a bit more modern. And he talks about um, what they suggest you do with your money if you want to like grow your money and build wealth in five minutes. He does it in five minutes with very like nice infographics. So it's visual as well. And he'll like do like diagrams, pie charts, and it's just very engaging. And I just like that it's five minutes because I don't have all the time in the world um, to read all of these different books, but I want to know the information. So I can't recommend them enough. And there was one that I'd really recommend people who just have a bad relationship with money. So like I would suggest they start their journey with that one because it's all good and well knowing what you should be doing but if the mentality behind it isn't there you're gonna go back 
and you're going to start spending stupid. So I'd really recommend um, listening or reading if you do prefer actually reading um, the psychology of money. So you can learn more about why we spend money the way that we do, because like with anything, the way we spend money and our relationship with money um, it's a lot more about things that uh, happened in our past, so about the way we were raised and, you know, our relationships with other people too are definitely represented with the way that we spend our money. And when I started to realise that, it really helped me kind of like change my approach on a deep level. Yeah, I really need to read and listen to that because I've heard it recommended a couple of times. So I'm actually going to add that to my to-do list. Yeah, definitely recommend it. There, there are quite there are quite a few um, books that are on that YouTube channel that I've since bought because I liked the summary so much and I kind of liked the um, person's, like the author's way of thinking so much that I actually wanted to take my own time to really work through the chapters. And what I like about the way he does um, the summaries is that it's so detailed um, in those five minutes so you actually know what chapter talks about what. So you actually say, oh, and in chapter this, this and this, they break down this, this and this. So when I then have bought the books, sometimes I just go to those chapters and really read them over in my own time. So I can't recommend it enough. Perfect. That's great. So hopefully this episode has been informative and useful for people who have been listening. And we really want this to be a community. So please do like message us um, or DM us on Instagram or comment if you have any of your own budgeting tips or YouTube channels that you maybe watch that you think have helped you on your journey or even if you're going to start out now planning and budgeting then keep us in the loop and let us know yeah um, and we have realized that we have not been plugging our Instagram enough but please do go and follow us over on there it's at clued up clueless over on instagram and we're we're friendly people we don't buy and we're really enjoying actually interacting with people that do listen in and give us support so definitely do continue to share like rate us on apple podcast but also remember to join the conversation over on at clued up but clueless on instagram yeah so until next time Hope you enjoy and we'll see you in two weeks. See you.